Making this show allows me to be such a globetrotter all from my log cabin in the back garden. It's brilliant. I have gone from east to west across the United States to several counties. I've been to France. I've been to Canada. I've been to Australia, Bangkok and even Andorra. But today I am joined by a lady who is circumnavigating the globe, all in the name of research. We held this conversation in Panama, but she was actually about to go to Costa Rica. So who knows where she's going to go next? It's my absolute pleasure and delight to include international best-selling author and coach Dawn Bates. She's on a mission in 2022 to get a million people writing their dream book. Now, she's also got an offer for you. So hang on till the end. Check out the show notes. We're going to make sure that you've got all of those details. But it's going to be my absolute pleasure to be making conversations about activism by pen count. What's new, Wendy Wu? Well, I've had an email from a lady that I was helping with her course. We were doing some coaching together. And of course, we talk about scripts and words and frameworks and all sorts of things. But there was one tip that she came back to me to say has helped her the most. You won't be surprised when I said, do you know, you would sound so much better if you smiled when you dialed. Well, of course, she chuckled and I said, try it now. Please try it with me now. And I'm sitting up straight. My shoulders have gone back. And I think you can actually hear that my face has opened up. And I really do love what I do. Of course, I am podcasting, but that's my guilty pleasure. Give it a try. See how that improves your mood and your approach and your productivity and the results that you get. I'd love to have an email from you saying that you heard that tip on the show and what difference that that made. You never know, I might even give you a shout out. Dawn, tell everybody who you are and what you do to help people. (laughs) When you could stop laughing. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we already know that we're both a little bit loony. Turn on your weird so other weirdos find you. Or turn on your witch so other witches find you. As she said, I'm Dawn. I'm also known as Ms. Mermaid. I've been called the mermaid since I was little because I was always in the water, either in the bath for hours on end or swimming in pool or swimming in the sea or what, jumping in puddles. Like, I just loved the water. And it kind of stuck. And then when I came up for the series of books about my travels around the world, because I'm completing a global circumnavigation of sailing and traveling by land to research, I was like, oh, the mermaid's guide. That came to me as I was in the middle of cooking dinner. And I looked at my dog, went, mermaid's guide. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he went, tipped his head to one side. I was like, job done then. (laughs) That's kind of how I come up with titles. But yeah, so I'm an author coach. I'm an international best-selling author on multiple continents with multiple books. And I I have never used the 99 cent special. Yeah, she made me cry, listeners. She showed me a picture of her with one of my books. And I started crying. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't, Um, I did confess I hadn't read it yet, but I I will because 
And I've known Dawn for a few good few years now, and instantly there was a, a connection there, and it was just great to sort of reconnect and get you on the podcast. And then when you're talking about your mermaid guides, I literally thought it was about mermaids. No, I'm a Banksy mermaid. Uh, rather than a Disney mermaid. And, and people even say to me, what do you mean by Banksy mermaid? I'm like, well, Banksy, like he's a proper activist. He, his artwork is phenomenal. His creations are very thought-provoking and there is really nothing Disney about me. I might be all sweetness and light and lovely to some people, but I am an activist and I have always been an activist. And one of my great passions other than helping other people to write their own book Whatever kind of book they want to write, that's fine. I will help them, which is one of the reasons why I've developed my author academy. And I've got, you know, the seven-week author course. I've got a seven-week author activist collaboration course. The first one is a standalone course, but the author activist one, that's a collaboration live class. I want to help as many people get their book done as possible. And I also offer a lot of author services and publishing services because the amount of people that say they're going to write a book And they never do because they don't know how to. And trying to get in with the top five publishers is really difficult. I mean, one of my clients recently said to me, I really want one of the tables at the front of Waterstones. I'm like, good luck with that. (laughs) Unless you are working with the top five, that front table at the front of Waterstones will be booked out at least a year in advance. And you are going to have to pay prime positioning for that and have big distribution which, you know, I can help them with because one of the things a lot of people don't realize about working with boutique publishers and author coaches like myself is we can help you create those strategies. We can get you published and provided you get the sales in and start making noise and getting yourself seen instead of you chasing the top five come to you. And that's a very powerful position to be in, which is why We work a lot on, you know, we're always talking with top five publishers. We've published 150,000 publishing platforms my company publishes to. And we all have our own genre. Like a friend of mine, Judy, she works specifically on full-on business geeky books, which I love. I work in the activist memoir, biographical, people that are wanting to whistleblow, corporate corruption, political corruption, systemic abuse, traumas, which is a very heavy energy to hold for somebody but the problem that you've got is not a lot of publishers want to touch those books but for me those books are the ones that change humanity and it gives other people hope and it helps people understand what's truly going on in the world so I will hold that space for those authors on those painful journeys because when you write a book you heal yourself I have this phrase that activism by pen is well thought out but also the healing journey. When you write your story and you're writing it out, you're getting it out of yourself. I've had clients lose tons of weight because a lot of it was stored trauma and stuff that they're beating themselves up and they comfort eat. But once they've written their book, it's gone. That kind of caught in my throat a little bit because when I feel a little yeah, bit I like I, um, I'm not worthy, I'm only on Amazon. most a lot of people boycott amazon though well you would be surprised there's something that's just happened very very recently and who is it jeff bezos and elon musk have been able to cut through the red tape to create a change because they can 
So yep. no matter what your thoughts are of corporate billionaires, I applaud them at this moment Absolutely. in time because they've been able to move swifter than government can. Absolutely. Amazon was the route for me because I self-published. You know, I had a little bit of help yep. on the way. But oh my goodness, you know, to think about what you were telling me about the Author Academy and the modules that go into that, it's not just about the words on the page. It's no, not. It's, no. it's way more than that. And I think that comes back to your own story, your own journey, and how you would have wanted somebody to have gone, oh. come on, Dawn, let's do it this way. <laughs> Honestly, I was actually, when I was recording the videos for this, I actually had a moment where something in me shifted and I felt like a different woman because I saw myself in a very different way because I realized that, I mean, I first started coaching people in business over 20 years ago. And it was mainly in the realm of what it was like working with your husband. Because my ex-husband and I, we used to run a business together. We didn't get divorced because we ran a business together. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> and we are still good friends. We did better without being married. So I started coaching people on that. But also, what was it like being a 20-year-old woman in a male-dominated environment? Can I do a speech? Can I coach this person? Can I mentor this person? I was like, yeah, all right then. Yeah. She kind of fell into it and loved it and seen the transformation. You've got to this point, and then I remember this huge financial director of this global firm based in Australia. She came to me. She goes, "I need, I need your help. I need you to help me get my book published." I said, "All right." Because I've always worked in publishing, whether it was publishing software or magazines or CDs and DVDs. I worked for newspapers. I've been a columnist for newspapers and magazines for over twenty years, and all of this came together, and everything mistake that I have made, I have put in these courses to say, this is how you get around that. And I didn't have anybody. When I wrote Crossing the Line, the book that you've just held up and purchased, thank you so much. <laughs> it really does mean a lot to us as authors when people buy our books, because it just, you spend so much time alone when you're writing your book. And for some of us going through this personal journey, it can be very challenging to put your heart and soul onto a page and then have someone who's never published a book come to get, oh, well, I spied a mistake. I, would let, I wouldn't have done it like this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you haven't even written a book. So, you know, thank you very much for your opinion. Some of them, it's like, you know where you can shove that, don't you? <laughs> I have copy, I've copy read for a couple of friends, actually, that have, have written books. Mm -hmm. And very quickly with the one, in fact, previous guest, Clara, she wrote a, a book and she wrote very phonetically. And whilst mm. I was proofing it, I started and then realized that that was her style. So I, I didn't need to. I, she mm. was just writing as she would speak. So that was, yep. that was, she fun. was owning her awesome voice. Uh, absolutely. And this is what I say to people own your voice. Yes. Because when you come on podcasts or when you stand on the stage and speak or you're on TV, then those who have read your book, when they then hear you speak and they see you, it's like, oh, my God, that's how they sounded. I mean, I was even in a cafe in Port Douglas and I'm sat there minding my own business and writing away and I've ordered a coffee from the waitress. 
and a muffin because I really need cake. I really want cake as well at the moment. <laughs> Just to let your listeners know, I really want cake. I've been in Latin America and they don't do cake here, like a Victoria sponge cake, and I really want cake. But anyway, side issue, butterfly brain. <laughs> when you are sharing all of this and you are writing Say, for example, with my client, Corey, who wrote Becoming the Champion, his story, oh, my God, it was so painful to me to read. But it must have been even more for him to have lived through it and to then relived it by writing it. But he has a deep South American drawl. And I was like, you have to keep that in there because you can't put that into Chicago English. You have to put that into deep South American. You've got to keep that. And it proved my point when I was in Port Douglas because someone recognized my voice. And like, I'd only been in Port Douglas less than 48 hours. I, did, I knew nobody there. How did this person know me? When I was getting my visa extended for Australia, it turns out that one of the women there heard about me and knew about my books. And a friend of hers had bought my books and loved them. And the woman who I'm dealing with, she goes, oh my God, you sound just like your book. And this is when we own our author voice and we show up on stages or on podcasts or TV, people can relate to us more. You know, it's so much easier when people go, where are you from? You know, if they hear me speaking a few Arabic words or a few Spanish words or a few words in Portuguese, they're like, it takes them a moment and they're like, oh, you speak Arabic or, oh, you speak Portuguese. And this is some of my manuscripts, like the one I'm writing for Digital Nomad. There are some words I'm reading it and I've got like half the sentences in four different languages. <laughs> it's like, yep, writing how I speak. <laughs> but again, it's like when you own who you are as an author and you own your story and you show up as yourself, the impact you have in the world. And that's what I put into this book into this courses and all of my courses. And, you know, I've created all these PDFs to sell as bundles, like the start and all of the starter kits. Because if I'd have had all of this information 10 years ago, 15 years, oh my God. <laughs> shh, shh. We don't have, like to, that, don't have to count yeah. by calendar year. That <laughs> <Yes. laughs> is many moons ago, that many fire release rituals on a full moon. If I'd have had all of that information, my author journey, I would have saved thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. I'd have saved so much time. And that's why a lot of authors, they don't invest, or a lot of writers or people that want to write, but they don't invest in a coach. They don't invest in training. I did. I've invested over close to half a million in personal development to get to where I am. And I'm giving it to people for next to nothing, really. I think that's where our stars align in lots of ways, that training is so important. And even in my own field, picking up the phone, conversation is just as healing, which is kind of why I have part two of the podcast, which is tell me about that conversation that changed everything. It's because speaking it out loud or having to think and anchor on a point can be a healing process as much for the guest as it can for the listener being able to go, wow, what a perspective. I don't feel so alone in how I'm feeling. We never absolutely share experiences. I don't believe we can because we're all so unique, but you can get that resonation 
and that healing of talking it through to make you go, do you know what? Actually, I feel better for that. So we'll say, won't we? And, And there's clearly two things that we can do as human beings to really heal ourselves through words. And that is write a letter and put it in the fire. to ourselves which have done a few times (laughs) or speak to a really good friend (laughs) yeah Yeah. or a stranger even sometimes Mm. having that conversation with a stranger can be more powerful I know right and this was one of the things that when I was in New Zealand a friend of mine I was she goes that was really weird I was like what was she goes that man he just walked up to you and just blurted out his whole life story I went that happens all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's pretty normal. Really. It's pretty normal to me. I don't know what you're talking about. You need to start opening up your energy. She goes, no, you need to start closing yours. But this is the thing. It's like when you're saying about how we speak our words to heal or write our words to heal, what we're also doing is the people, when we sit down to write, I always set the intention, may this book reach the people it is meant to reach so that they can heal and grow in confidence and courage and deal with whatever they need to deal with. Oh, I just got goosebumps and a whole shiver go through me. Oh, yes. Um, But the thing is, when someone reads a book, they can read it at their own pace and they can read it in private. They can make notes in the margin. Those of you who have seen Dirty Dancing will understand that reference. I did like that film. You know, Me too. But the thing is, is that when they've got that book and it's in paper and it's in their hands, it's almost like they open up a page and the words already start healing them. The fact that they choose to buy the book, it starts to heal them. They've taken that next step. And I remember after I had written Layla, the second book in the sacral series, well, oh, help the emotion come up there. I received this message from someone who has said, I just feel like I've just read my own story. And when you have messages from people that say that reading your book, I knew I wasn't alone. Reading your book has given me the courage to go forward. Reading your book has helped me start a business. Reading your book has helped save my marriage. When you write a book, you never know the impact you're going to have on someone's life, which is why I'm so determined to sell one million books this year. I want every single one of my books to sell one million copies because the thing for me is when one person reads that book, the impact of four, because there are normally three close friends that they have or three people that are really close to them that will be directly impacted. And then those four people will impact another four people. And we get to change and we get to heal generations of wounding from centuries gone by, generations gone by. We get to change the course of history. And what a beautiful legacy to know that even the chap that said you saved my marriage after my wife read your book. Really? How's that happened? And then they tell you their story and you know that you've kept a family and you've reignited something within not just one person, but within a couple. And that family has gone on to stay together. Yeah. That impact on those children, the impact on the families of those, that couple. It's huge what we get to do. It's something that I don't take lightly either. I take it very seriously what I do. That's magic with a K in my book. Yeah, and capital M. (laughs) (laughs) And I get exactly what you mean about writing 
it's similar to me and why I want a podcast is I don't know who's listening. For me, this is a way to reach new audiences for me to be able to connect with people that I don't know. And when you get those messages saying, I really love the content, you're keeping me on track. I'm learning how to do stuff. Yep. And your podcast is great. It, it, <laughs> but it, it kind of, it really fills you up because mm. I don't know these people. It's not my auntie or my cousin or my best friend, mm. you know, that lives in another county going, yay, as cheerleaders, like you would expect them to. This is people all over the planet now mm. you know when I and this is the thing when we do this it's not always our friends and family who will no. buy our books or listen to our podcast it is no. to meet random strangers yeah who then yeah. become friends and isn't that great that you can share that for me this is to be able to share with as many people as I possibly can because I have the time and the tools to be able to do that mm. to say mm. Dawn tell us you know what's going on with the book launch academy what are the plans what's after that uh, well once we've launched i mean we've got the seven week author course is the first kickoff in beginning of march so we've got the special offer on for your listeners so that's launching the seven week author course which again is a standalone program that they can either buy module they can either buy it in two parts or they can buy it as a one-off thing that's a distance learning or they can join like the live classes there's a mastermind, author mastermind series where we will get to meet twice a month for seven months. There are bundles that I'm putting on this learning platform. And so there's that. But I'm going for a million learners because if I'm going to go for a million readers, I want a million learners. Because if we can get one million books out there or one million books written, imagine how many people will feel seen and heard how imagine the impact and whether they write the book as a record of their family legacy or whether they and they don't want to go on to publish in big grand scales or whether they want to write a book as a healing journey or for example one of the things we do with a lot of the anthologies and a lot of our books so for example with the, the sacral series because that's all about trauma and abuse and systemic corruption and what have you what we then do is we reach out to organizations that are dealing with people, so like rape helplines or people that are dealing with like abuse, people that have been through abuse. And then they, we will then sell their books at a much reduced rate so they can then sell the books to people within their network. And then the foundations and the charities and the organizations have an additional income stream. Again, it's like if you've got a women's network and you buy, say, for example, 100 copies of The Crossing the Line, I'll come and I'll speak for you for free. You can then sell the books to your network. You bought them at cost price, but sold them at a profit. So we're help. Again, being an author is an act of philanthropy because you can actually help a lot of these organizations raise a lot of income for their foundation, for their charity, for their business network. It's just a very beautiful thing. And this is what the Author Academy is all about. It's about helping people understand all of these different concepts and what is actually truly possible. I would go as far to say, Dawn, that you've almost overthought how many different options and ways there are to be able to make sure that you get that million learners, you know, to do it with I'm you, without thinker. you. Of course I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there really is no excuse to... There is no excuse. Get, get on and, and... If you've got excuses, that I don't want you in my space. 
this is the thing. I've always been like this. And I remember a guy from New Zealand read my book, Crossing the Line, and he sent me a message. He goes, I've just got one thing to say to you. And I was, <laughs> I was like, yes. And that was like, yes, dot, dot, dot. He was like, thank you for the kick up the ass. I read your book and I wondered what on earth I've been doing with my life. He goes, just in that three-year period, you achieved a lot more than I've achieved in 20 years. There are some times in life, isn't there, where something happens that can really shake things up for you. Yeah. I mean, we've recently... Don't call me the molecule shake for nothing, Wendy. (laughs) The the molecule mermaid. I like that. That could stick. Um, I do. (laughs) I could just see all those shimmery molecules on your mermaid costume. You could see me in a burlesque outfit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like COVID, isn't it? When COVID hit, what was that, nearly two years ago now? Or just over two years when it actually sort of appeared in the world. And it made so many people say, oh, my goodness, anything could happen tomorrow. I'm going to do something about it. And I wonder out of those people that said that, how many of them actually did? Probably about 1%. Mm. When you look at the amount of people that say, I'm going to write a book, 3% of those people on average write the book. Only 1% of that 3% then go on to publish the book. And then of that 1% around, it's well, it flows between 1% and 3% of those 1% of the 3%, they actually go on to make a profit. Yeah, I, a bit of a brain. I did kind of follow you with the maths. Yeah, it's a bit like that with podcasting, that there's like 2.7 yeah. million podcasts in the world, but there's only something like 350,000 active ones, which mm-hmm. is over a three-month period. And sometimes over a three-month period, they could have only six episodes. So soon that number could like dwindle again, but then... Yeah. However many are launched every day, you know, the mask can sort of do your head in. Do your head in. They can. And that's the thing. It's like if you say you want something and you don't do whatever it takes to make that happen, you don't want that thing. You don't want that experience because if you did, you'd make it happen. I mean, everyone's like law of attraction. Well, you know what? I want a cup of tea. If I sit here and go, I want a cup of tea, I want a cup of tea, I want a cup of tea. The kettle's not going to put a tea bag in it and bring it to me, is it? No, I've got to get up my backside and go make myself a cup of tea. Yeah. I can't say I want something if I'm not going to take the aligned action to make it happen. I'm just thinking of Rob Begg. I don't know if you've heard the Rob Begg. (laughs) But law of attraction works for some people. And I think it works for some people because that's where they're mental ability is and we all have different abilities you know it's like speaking listening watching you know how we consume stuff differs doesn't it but ultimately we're here to experience life yeah we are and there's only ever going to be one person in charge of that we've got one life we might live it several times over we've got one life (laughs) yeah go out and live that's the message from that isn't it go out and live and write about it i would say absolutely yeah share your story again whether that's through words that you write or words that you speak i've been told so many times you need to make a film and like yeah i know like my books are going to be turned into tv documentary and films i have no doubt about that can i be an (laughs) (laughs) and the thing is the more i talk about it the more people I'm introduced to, 
the more recommendations my books are getting, the more opportunities my book has of being turned into a film. I've already been speaking to one TV producer who absolutely loves it. She goes, it's too big a project for me, but go speak to this person. And so bit by bit, we've already got like the episodic range written out, the brief and whatever, like, and all of the stuff they want me, you know, like your, your podcast guest, like sheet that you need to do or my media sheet, you need to do these things. Yeah. And there's no point whinging and moaning about not having the results you want if you're not going to show up. But you're learning a whole new process because you're into a whole new room in your world, really, aren't you? That's the same as, you know, people saying, oh, Wendy, you should do a podcast because you're great at audio. Well, that's fine. I might be great at audio and being able to hold a conversation, but learning to podcast was a different route with different processes. So if you want to do something, you've got to appreciate that there's going to be an element of growth and growing pains on the way. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some serious growing pains. Serious growing pains. And I think there's a thing, people think that we get to this point. I mean, I've had so many people say to me, Oh, it's all right for you. The minute I hear, Oh, it's all right for you, I'm like, Yeah, I'm switching off the rest of what you've got today. My mum was a single mum. My mum's still waiting for me to get a proper job after all these years. I mean, I've been running my own businesses for 20 odd years. Mrs. Bates, what does your daughter do? <laughs> too much. She writes oh, too much. My mum would say the same. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like I grew up in a village of 200 people. My dad worked on the land. I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. I'm the first one to leave the three mile radius where all my family now live. I mean, I'm like, I'm in Panama at the moment, about to cross the border into Costa Rica tomorrow. And I speak several different languages and I sail around the world writing books. I've created this online business and it's not because I was born. This is where my life was, all of what I've created. I've had to learn. I've had to break those, the money mindset things, like investing a certain amount of money. Oh my God. Like, but for me, it's like, do I trust myself or not? If I invest a thousand or 10,000 or a hundred thousand, whatever the number is, do I trust myself that I'm going to make that money back? Absolutely. Because I'm either going to make it back in knowledge, I'm going to make it back in money, or I'm going to make it back in personal growth and actions taken. It's not just about a monetary return when we invest in something. It's about the skill set that we gain. Like with the author course, as you said, like my seven-week author course, it's not just about getting the words written down. It is a whole business blueprint. My coach even said to me that, you know, it's like an MBA you've written, Dawn, for authors. Mm. When I write a workbook, <laughs> they all laugh at me like, yeah, it's proper workbook, isn't it, Dawn? I was like, yeah, it's proper workbook, 20 to 30 pages and their activities. And each activity has lots of different exercises in it. And there's stuff to write, there's stuff to read, there's stuff to research, there's stuff to plan and calculate and project and vision. And, you know, it's not... It goes just, back to, doesn't it, the, are you serious about this? Because if you're not serious yeah. about it, you're not going to do it. No. Yeah. If you're going to spend $2,000 on, let's just say $2,000 on a TV or whatever it is that people buy these days, and you're just going to sit there for hours looking at a, a wreck. I mean, when I see a TV in a hotel room or an Airbnb, I put a sarong over the top of it. I don't want to see it. It's like a black hole of nothingness and it just absorbs you and it wastes your time and it wastes your energy. And 
for me, I would rather be going after my dreams and living my dreams Mm. and achieving everything that I set out to do than wasting hours watching Netflix, getting everything ready for this documentary. I've had to watch documentaries. Okay, what makes that one more successful than this one? This is in the realm of human rights. Okay, who are the directors? Who are the uh, producers? Who are the uh, musicians? Who are, you know, so I'm getting a dream team list. So all the documentaries that I really enjoy and that are doing really well on Netflix, I'm writing down all the names of all the people that are on that production team. Yeah. And then I will be emailing them. Okay, I've seen this and I just had a message back from a producer in the UK after his documentary series, which was massive, four seasons on Netflix. Now him and I are in conversation. But that wouldn't have happened unless I'd have spent time, money, effort, and effort, and then had the confidence to reach out to him. And I wasn't born with this confidence. No. I was a shy girl. I had to take drama to come out of my shell. I think that's the drive for the goal. And I would say that the way that I got into picking up the phone was because I was actually quite shy and lacking in confidence. That gave me a a boundary. They couldn't see that I was actually bright pink from the neck up through my face when I was talking because I was really, really bricking it. But I could perform on stage at school because that was was a release. Yeah, it was pretending to be something else, which stopped me from wallowing in, in the life that I had at the mm. time. So Playing Aphrodite was amazing for me in school production of Troy. Oh, my God. I love that role. Playing Lady Macbeth was amazing. Powerful women, both of them that I played there. No. Um, and that was really powerful for me. Cleaning Genie in Alibaba and the 40 Thieves <laughs> with a bright pink lamb's wool top and a double double 40 double d40 you know i was like you know you unleashed the magic into the world that's that's so you that is so you (laughs) so comical honestly i'd just walk on and the audience would just start falling about with laughter that i had to wait for them so that i could deliver the lines yeah but you gifted so much to those people in that moment and that's what people they don't always recognize. And this is why when we work with people like you and me, when you're coaching them through their podcasting journey and you're helping them to get launched and figure everything out and get everything in place, whether I'm helping them get their story out of them and written and then published, it's those insights that we have, like you walking on stage, making people laugh, just being in that role. What a gift to give somebody that much laughter that you couldn't even deliver your line. That is so healing on so many levels. And it's such a beautiful gift to give somebody. And when we get to reflect that back at people, I'm sitting here with a great big smile on my face, almost like, sorry, Dawn, I've gone drifting off. I'd love to do that again. I'm going to do that again. I'm going to, oh yeah, I'm going back to Genie Land. I'm going to be a Genie one day. (laughs) See, we can be very serious business women, but we can also be deadly serious. Deadly, deadly serious. serious. Deadly serious. But we can have a giggle. And that's the thing. People say to me, oh, how do you always find giggles? Giggles in the day. I'm like, because like a lot of the subjects that I write about, like Alpha, the fourth book in the sequel series, that was entered in for an outstanding writing competition. When people have read it, they're like, oh my God, you write books 
I mean, the sacral series are nine true stories, which I've had to write as fiction to protect identities. But the content is very heavy. But people are like, how do you keep so positive and giggle so much when you're writing about these subjects like female genital mutilation, rape within marriage, and things like this? And it's like, because I'm honored that these people shared their story with me and trusted me. But I'm also grateful for the fact that we get to share our story. We live in the best times now. I mean, people go, oh, you know, like life is really bad and like, oh, internet and all this. But it's like, look at what we can achieve. I'm in the Panamanian mountains with, I mean, I'm amazed the Wi-Fi is stuck this long, to be honest. Not that I'm putting it out there for you to cancel the universe. Thank you very much. But every time I show up somewhere I'm like, where are you now, Dawn? I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't really know. I woke up the other day going, oh, I've got to go to Panama. No, I'm not going to Panama. I'm in Panama. I'm like, oh, it's when God, you sent me a message going, I've made friends with Elon and we're off to Mars. <laughs> what do you mean you needed to be friends with Elon to get to Mars, Dawn? I thought you were already there. <laughs> Living on all these alternative planets. But again, even looking at something like the planets, people say the sky is the limit. I'm like, no, it's not. Why would you limit yourself by saying that? The sky is not the limit. There are cosmoses and black holes and wormholes. Like, grab that Hessian held skeleton mat and go for it. You know the ones you used to get on the the, the helter skelter in the bumpy slides and this Hessian. Just grab one of them and just go into the cosmos. See, and go I'm, back. I'm back. because if your sky's limit, yeah, I'm back with Rob Beg. We're infinite. There are no boundaries. If you can, absolutely. if you can imagine a boundary, you can't. There isn't one because it's in no. our consciousness. Yeah, I do listen <sighs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we both do, Rob. <laughs> Let me tell you about my Power Up programme. An hour and a half with me and accountability later. It's by no means ever going to fix everything. But what it will do is it will allow us to find one area that's a key priority for you to implement straight away into your business and allow you to just see the other areas that you need work on. It's a great stepping stone into the 12-week building block programme. Just book a chin wag, let's have a natter, and let's see how I can help you. I need to ask you to share that one conversation that changed everything for you, your pivotal moment. Oh, there have been so many. I remember, I think for me, as you've got crossing the line, choosing that moment of standing in my truth, of being given a bribe or presented with a plea bargain, i.e. a bribe by the lawyers in Scotland when I was falsely arrested and had my children taken off me for, and still to this day, I haven't been questioned and you'll need to read Crossing the Line listeners to understand what went on. The lawyer said to me, if you admit to this and this, we'll let you off on this. Or if you admit to this, we'll let you off on these two. And I just looked at them and I said, I'm not accepting a bribe. because it's not a bribe. I'm like, fine, it's a bribe. And I said to them, I would rather go to prison for telling the truth than lie and give truth to their lies and go free. 
truth is our ultimate freedom, living in our truth. And they went back into the courtroom and they rejected the offer, the plea bargain. And I'm just at that point going, okay, I better win this now. <laughs> Again, like I have, that's it. I drew a line in the sand. I declared I'm going to like, I'm not, I'd rather go to prison for uh, telling the truth than go free for lying. And that's always been my thing. I have, some people say, Dawn, you really just keep the truth hidden. I'm like, no, we've got to speak our truth. I could still be in prison right now if I had have lost that court case. I would still be in prison until 2029, I think. And, but I was determined to win because they were not going to take my children away from me and keep my children away from me. My children are everything to me. And again, that's one of the reasons why what I'm doing now, working my backside off to make sure that I'm creating a better uh, world for my children, but I'm also leading them by example. Because when I told my sons, boys, this is what's just happened in the courtroom today, and I told them I would rather go to prison for telling the truth then give truth to their lies by lying. And that would mean this. If I lose this court case now, this is what it means for our family. And my boys threw their arms around me and said, we love you, mummy. <laughs> and that's the thing. When you tell the truth and you step into your power, mm. everything comes for you and oh wow <laughs> it is a game-changing conversation yeah I don't think there's any bond any stronger than and a mother's love yeah mess with my children you mess with the wrong mama bear yeah absolutely not only is it the feminine fire the mama fire but it's the Celtic fire and the Sagittarian fire and I will come after you with everything I, I see and and as a Libra and I would have to say that the balance of those scales have got to swing in favour of the truth so it was yeah, never in doubt that you would win it's in the <laughs> one on his I was in it is especially I mean I was in the courtroom on my 40th birthday and um, that was the final day of the court case it took me three years to fight them and to win and I remember standing in my <laughs> in the hotel room that morning by the Airbnb going to the courtroom like happy birthday doors go win this and I stood there and I remember standing there waiting to hear everything and the judge says not guilty on all charges and my legs just went to complete jelly and I was all by myself and the, the big thing is I was in that courtroom by myself and if I'd have been found guilty, there would have been no one there to tell my boys I'd been gu found guilty or how long I was being sent to prison, where I was going. I had to do all of that by myself. There was no one by my side. And this is the thing, because I've been by myself through so much, I don't want other writers or other people to feel that they are alone, which is why I do this author coaching. This is why I share the stories I do. So other people know they're not alone so that there is somebody speaking their story and there is somebody there that's got their back and there is somebody who has got to the other side. This is why I knew you had to come and talk to me, Dawn, is because you're not just another coach that helps authors. You've really lived a life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. 
Thank you for the offer that you've given to the listeners as well. I know that we'll we'll stick that in the show notes. Um, There's going to be special links on the website. Just reach out to Dawn. There's no telling where she's going to be in the world, but she (laughs) will always have a conversation with you. (laughs) Always happy to have a conversation. Sorry to have cut you off while you were complimenting me. You can probably tell that guest I, uh, thank you. I do appreciate them. Done. We'll catch up soon, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Lots of love to you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Whoa, that was a whirlwind of conversation, wasn't it, between Dawn and I? There was so much energy and magic with a kicking K. If you want to turn that dream into a reality and transform what's in your head into something that you can hold on to in your hands, then please do reach out to Dawn. Email her at hello at dawnbates.com. All the details are in the show notes. They're on our website, all the w's.makingconversationscount.com. Just look up Dawn on there and you will find everything you need. Now, if there's one thing that I could really take away from that conversation with Dawn, is that investing in training helps you on so many levels. We are continually growing as people. And through that, it helps our business too. So there's no excuses. Go find out that person that you need to help you succeed in that one thing that may be holding you back. And then let us know how you get on next time on Making Conversations Count. I'm joined by coach Rob Cressy, who understands that the intentional words that we use creates power. And that's not just with the people around us. We're going to be making conversations with yourself count. Can't wait. A dream is the day-to-day process and the journey of making the dream happen. Oh,